Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Too Tall Stuck Thompson, with me as always. The one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Although I think I probably have to drop the Mr. now, so it'll just be Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Yeah, you, I don't... How's it going today? And I can't say man. How's it going today? Do well, I can't say dude. I guess dude is gendered, I right? I don't know if it is or not. Can someone send us a list of appropriate words that we can say and mm. books that our children can read and people that we can talk to and people that we cannot talk to, please? <laughs> yes. Because it's getting very confusing. I know, and I want to make sure that I am living up to the standards. I, you know, I don't want to fall behind. Well, because if you don't, you you will be blacklisted. Forever. Can you even say is, that? That's worse than being on a white list. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. All right. So you're okay. Just gonna be list, you're just going to be listed. Okay. Let's see how many things we can do to get canceled today. We <laughs> Numbers one and two, I think, have gone through. This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. You know, I mentioned yesterday, I started Jordan Peterson's new book, and I'm, I'm heavily into the book now, about halfway through it. Man. And yeah, I listened to it the rest of the day yesterday and all day today up until the show started pretty much. And you know what? It's a pretty good book. I wouldn't say it's as heavy hitting as the first one was, but the first one's kind of like where you get that life altering conversation. And then the next one's like, all right, we need to continue on from here and make it even better. So it's not like as life changing, but it's still really good. It's just a nice, uh, nice uh, appendage onto the original body it is of work so i would, I, I would still recommend it i just started it and um i'm i'm through i believe chapter well, I'm, I'm in the middle of chapter one i made it through the pandemic speech the overture and uh, i was very interested to hear him detail out everything that happened to him i gotta tell you something funny at the beginning of the show you played that clip from biden mm-hmm. that says clap for that you bastards so i almost started like when i started the show i, I wanted to say uh, are you liberty loving bastards <laughs> but i didn't say that okay said, well it's a good thing you didn't say i it. said friends i just wanted to say i almost said it okay. it was like on the tip of my tongue because of that clip okay um i just thought that was funny well today to throw that out there we'll be talking about before we get to all these things we'll be telling you about some of our lovely lovely sponsors that keep the liberty flowing we'll be talking about the stimulus deal that it looks like uh, the Senate will officially be voting on a specific bill this week, although Rand Paul has a pretty funny plan to try and drag it out as long as possible. Mm, I uh, love it. And we'll be talking about that. Uh, Daily Wire, breaking the story. Listen, your three-month-old might be a racist. Okay, starting starting early. S- don't start so early, you racist. All right, so we'll be talking about that and the ridiculous charts and things that they brought up in this oh man also hr1 coming up for a vote today this is essentially going to be setting forth some national mandates on voting requirements voter id registration all types of garbage like that so we'll be going over that whole thing and is it libertarian to require a voter id for voting i don't Mm. know i don't know if it is or not we got dr seuss in here i don't know if we'll make it all of this stuff dr seuss what books can we still show our kids from dr seuss there's less. There's less now because apparently a bunch of them are super racist. Yeah. And I'm not even saying 
that they're not racist. I mean, the things were written in the early 1900s. Good chance that the good chance that that could have leaked into there a li- just a little bit. What's interesting is, you know, obviously Disney had some backlash with the early Mickey Mouse episodes when they mm-hmm. put everything on there. Mm-hmm. And so they just put a disclaimer. Yeah. I don't think they took them down. No. As far th- as I can tell, they just they were able to put a disclaimer on there and say, "Hey, this could be, you know, sensitive material because it has a racist it's it's implied racism." The disclaimer says, "We still want to make money off of this." But we're going to put up our legal duty, which is to say that we don't agree with some of the stuff in it. Yeah. But we still want to make money off of it. Exactly. That's what the disclaimer is actually saying. So virtuous. And uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott trying to apparently kill off as many Texans as possible by taking away all of the COVID restrictions. (laughs) He can't find enough Texans to kill. (laughs) Apparently. That's That's what we're reading about. But first, let me tell you guys about Run Your Mouth coffee run your mouth coffee all right they were founded by two liberty loving podcasters john odermatt from finding free free i keep wanting to say friedman that would be a good podcast too finding friedman that's a good idea where is he i don't know pass it's like it's it's you finding libertarianism or you know finding liberty and and all those things that's what the podcast would essentially be your journey from statist Ah. to finding friedman would be a good one. That's, that's that's not that's not bad. And also Ben Pangy from Homesteads and Homeschools. Ben and John set out to bring fresh roasted delicious coffee to your doorstep and use these bold beans as a vehicle to promote uncensored speech. A thing that we will be practicing and exercising a lot today. A lot of free speech happening today. Run Your Mouth Coffee takes your freedom to speak and espresso yourself seriously. I add in the espresso yourself part, by the way. All their coffee is roasted to order. That means you'll receive your fresh roasted coffee at its peak flavor. All varieties come in ground and whole bean. Use the promo code GOODMORNING for 10% off and free shipping. That's rymcoffee.com. Rymcoffee.com. Run Your Mouth Coffee, where delicious coffee meets uncensored and if speech. you yourself do not drink coffee, that's okay. This is a great gift to get people. I remember... Uh, in fact, I'm I'm getting this for my brother for his birthday. His birthday's not till October, but I remember for Christmas a couple of years ago he got me uh, uh, De Capital by Mark by uh, by uh, uh, whatever his name is. Marks. 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 Carl, da, das Capital. Yeah. The, yeah. Carl Marx. And so I'm going to get him some Run Your Mouth coffee. There you he's, go. He's an overnight nurse. So why don't you get him Capitalism by Ayn Rand? I just finished that one. I'll get him that too. That's a good one. And Basic Economics by Thomas. So wow, that would be a good one. The uh, uh, Marie says that we I'll need to tell care package. We need to go. tell Moose to quiet down. I guess the dogs are finally coming through on the microphones here. Yeah, they are. Don't get any pets, folks. All right, first thing. <laughs> the, first thing we're going to talk about. Bob Barker used to tell you to spade and knew your pets. I'm telling you not to get them. Don't get any pets. <laughs> all right. Don't don't give yourself anything that can tie you down. All they right. Say hide your kids, hide your wife. I'm telling you not to get them. Don't get any. <laughs> then you don't have to hide anybody. Nothing that you have to be responsible for other than yourself. <laughs> it's philosophy. <laughs> People, the, the root cause of the problem, you know, hide your kids, hide your eye for, you know, spade or new to your Just pets. don't have any of those things. Don't have those things. And then you don't have to follow through on problem solved. that. Yeah. Is that what you're learning in the, in the book? Well, if I have kids, then they're just going to end up being racist by the time they're three months old. Oh, yeah. Of course. Right. So I can't have any kids. That's right. There's no books I can have them read or anything uh-huh. like that. I mean, how am I going to do that? Okay. Oh. From, from Politico, Biden strikes a stimulus deal with Senate Democrats. 
He said, uh, what am I doing here? Senate Democrats <laughs> and President Joe Biden settled a last-minute debate over Biden's $1.9 trillion pandemic relief bill, choosing to keep federal unemployment benefit payments at $400 per week, but narrow the phase-out of the measure's $1,400 stimulus checks. $1,400 stimulus checks. Not going to lie, when I read that, I was like, oh, crap, am I not going to get my stimulus? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it terrible? Like, I'm... it. It's 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 awful. But I'm like, man, if everyone else is getting their money, I want to make sure I'm getting my money. I don't get any. You know, Lacey and I are going to get 2,800 bucks. How much? I've already got the guns picked out. Yeah. Okay. I need to be able to buy them. Put it in the stock market, and then you get to buy 100 guns. That's true. The breakthrough comes just hours before debate kicks off on the bill, which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said could start as soon as Wednesday night. One Senate Democratic aide said the chamber is now waiting only on official scores from the Congressional Budget Office. Those are, I guess they're going to play some music. I'm not really sure. Biden signed off on moderate Democrats' demand. This is the moderate Democrats' demand to phase out the checks more quickly. The bill's $1,400 payments will now phase out completely at $80,000 per year for individuals and $160,000 for joint filers. The phase-outs will start at $75,000 and $150,000, respectively. But the bill will retain its $400 in extra weekly unemployment payments through August. Oh, through August. Okay. Wow. Rather than the debate was rather whether or not we were going to cut them down to 300. It was a big debate right there. Yeah. Man. The breakthrough on checks and unemployment benefits has Democrats ready to press forward on Biden's bill as soon as possible. Biden urged the party to swallow provisions they don't like during a virtual lunch meeting on Tuesday, according to one Senate Democrat. Moderate senators could offer their $300 weekly proposal as an amendment later this week, while Senator Bernie Sanders said he plans to force a vote on a $15 an hour minimum wage. But for who? They're, they're, they're not working. <laughs> I mean, why does it matter? What? <laughs> Just quit your job. Who cares? Yeah, you'll make more quitting your job, <laughs> at least until August. Uh, Senate Republicans are debating. This, this part was kind of funny, actually. Or, Senate Republicans are debating how painful to make things for Democrats, possibly by dragging out the marathon of unlimited amendments overnight. That would likely happen late on Thursday and run into early Friday morning. Senator Rand Paul says, I'm hoping for infinity. <laughs> <laughs> there are people talking about trying to set up a schedule and having it go on and on. He's hoping for infinity time. That's that amazing. They, that they can push the thing off. But they, you know, that it's not a filibuster. They're just going to keep offering amendments right. to, to the bill. Change the word the to the. Oh, man. <laughs> Paul said some of his party want to push the debate well past Thursday and keep adding amendments in the Friday while he has suggested the Schumer to spread the pain over two days. Oh, it's man. not like he's going to push it off forever, but he wants to inconvenience everyone in the Senate as long as possible, which I think is a fine plan. Honestly. And I love I love yeah. how they keep lowering the threshold as if someone who was making eighty two thousand dollars a year who lost their job <laughs> doesn't need any help. Well, they're going to get the four hundred dollar a week in extra unemployment. Oh, okay. you know, so they'll yeah, be fine. That's, that's right. Well, well, I mean, what if you uh, it would really suck if you made eighty thousand oh 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 one dollars. I know. It's just somehow they just arbitrarily pick a number. It's like, well, you made eighty thousand dollars a year, so you you should have plenty. You they don't get anything. But if you made 79,999, then you need 1400 bucks. Yeah. But if you made, Well, seven, seven, it would have to be 74.99. There there really Oh yeah, 75,000. There really should be a $1400 spread between the two of them, honestly. Right. That's that's where it should phase in and out. It shouldn't just be one 
dollar sign because uh, anyway, we don't have to get into that because all of this is stolen money that doesn't exist in the first place. Right. It's not even actually yeah. coming out of my taxes. It's no. Stolen from at this point, it's probably great, great grandchildren. Mm hmm. Um, that's where this money is coming from. So that spend your spend your great grandchildren's money wisely, folks. <laughs> think about what they would want for you. <laughs> the other thing, I'm glad that they're not putting the $15 minimum wage thing in there. That was a pretty sneaky to try and throw it in there on a COVID relief bill. Uh, a a four year phase into a 15 to a $15 an hour minimum wage hike. I mean, that that's not a that's not an emergency COVID relief thing to put in there. Oh, by 2025, the wage will be 15. That's that has nothing to do with COVID. At all. What's more impressive to me is they made an entire um, article out of this when uh, looking at the bill, at least doing some research. It, it's like, what, 800 and something pages, I believe. Uh, I think so. Two of those pages out of the 800 and something pages is what applies to what they're sending to the, the American citizens. Yeah. Just two of those pages. <laughs> so the other 864 pages or whatever is for everything else that we absolutely need to spend money on. You know, we got to send that foreign aid. Nate. Uh, we have to, and we also have to make sure, you know, they did take that California tunnel project out of the bill. So I'm glad that we saved a uh, hundred billion dollars or whatever it was. That probably wasn't even that much off of that thing. So they had a little bit of, they had a little bit of sense to take something like that out of the bill, but I'm sure there are plenty of little pet projects inside of this bill that have nothing to do with COVID relief whatsoever mm -hmm. and actually the best COVID relief would just be to make sure that we open up the entire economy and let people be productive on their own rather than cutting off people's legs and proposing that they get free crutches from everyone that's well, that's pretty much the plan that just makes too much sense Nate. oh yeah i'm sorry it doesn't it doesn't produce sound bites mm. all right folks uh, next up in case you're wondering about how your young infants are doing well they might be racist and so the department of education is here to help this coming from the daily wire thanks ben the bad news is that your three-month-old precious bundle of joy yeah she might be a racist or he we don't even know what gender they are yet on the upside arizona's department of education is offering an equity toolkit to help you tamp down their racism that's right folks uh thank you to the arizona department of education because this is uh man we do not want a bunch of roving tyrannical three-month-olds uh, being racist you have to read some of this toolkit you're gonna have to zoom in and look at that thing because it's it's pretty it's pretty insane and this is in the this is in the general news stories i think category for today's episode for everyone who is in the group it's in one of these categories because that's where i pulled the news story from today but let me just tell you some of the things that are on here okay now they go through this nice timeline for those of you not watching on video and they show that they show a chart starting from the time that your child is born all the way up to six plus on here and starting at zero at birth babies look equally at faces of all races now they're able to uh, they're able to quantify this by putting brand newborn babies in a room and and putting people of different ethnic backgrounds in the room and seeing who they look at. And it's extremely scientific. I don't care. I don't care who you are. That's extremely scientific for sure. At three months, babies look more at faces that match the race of their caregivers. Mm. Mm. So at three months, and by the way, they're interpreting this. They're interpreting this as racism starting at three months. Yeah. 
if your baby happens to look more at people whose faces happen to be the same color as the baby's parents. It would have nothing to do with the fact that color would be a more distinguishable characteristic than, say, the exact makeup of your face that 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 when a baby's looking for its caregivers, as they put in here, the baby's parents. So it doesn't die. Because that's what <laughs> baby because babies are entirely dependent on their caregivers. It wouldn't be that they can't distinguish the exact facial characteristics of different people, anything like that. It's because they're starting to be racist at three months old. That could be the only explanation. That's the only option. Mm -hmm. There are no other options other than racist babies. Yeah. So at one, it says children as young as two oh, years. Oh, it skips one. Apparently when you're one, oh, yeah, see that. it's nothing happening when you're one. You're right, that line's coming off of two. Children as young as two years use race to reason about people's behaviors. That's from a study in 2008. By 30 months, most children use race to choose playmates. Okay, mm. so this is obvious. This is, this is obvious racism is what this is. There's no other, there's, there's no primal characteristics inside of human beings as as animals that have them identifying people that more closely resemble themselves at all there's no primal characteristic it's actually because they're learning to be racist somehow and we need these types of documents to to work on anti-racism from the time that your child is three months old that's right so any anyway, I just thought that some of this is ridiculous. It's uh, this is great. This is the Department of Education recommends a reading that claims babies are not colorblind and that parents must instill anti-racist attitudes and actions beginning at birth in order for their children to not absorb bias from the world around them. After recommend, uh, another recommended reading claims that all white people are white in the context of a society that continues to disadvantage people of color based on race. The document teaches schools how to change what it means to be white and incalculate and inc inculcate an anti-racist white identity. So you got to start this. You got to start them young, folks. Yeah. Actually, by three months, it's too late. You might as well get a new baby at that time. <laughs> got, it's way right. too late. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and you know just it's like a dog that you know bites people yeah you got to turn them in mm -hmm. because now it's time to they can never be changed it says here uh at six plus explicit conversations with five to seven year olds about interracial friendship can dramatically improve their racial attitudes in as little as a single week hmm. so you know what's what's interesting about this i have a four-year-old um it's obviously too late because I didn't have this document. Oh yeah. But it's already racist, but I have a four year old and, and you see this with most kids. I don't know if you guys, all of you have kids. Um, and you see this with actually most adults who just aren't racist. They have no problem hanging out or playing with anybody of any color. As long as they'll play with them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it has nothing to do. I mean, it's so bizarre. These social science studies, where they take one specific things as if a three month old looking in a certain direction, it can be jotted down as yeah. research <laughs> to indicate that's super scientific to indicate that your three month old is clearly racist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable to me. Um, how far is too far folks? We don't know that yet. No. And, uh, Jordan Peterson says that, uh, you know, why do they describe hell as a bottomless pit? 
It's because no matter how bad s- some things are, some stupid son of a bitch like you will find a way to make things worse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe that's where we're headed. I, I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Well, um, on hell. <clears throat> well, on hell. I don't know. Let me let me tell you what I uh, I, I I what I can't figure out is this obsession with it. it. I don't see why you can't admit that there that there is racism that it does exist, and we could be objective about the whole thing and say that treating people differently based on the color of their skin is a bad thing and that everyone should be treated based on their character and their and their merit or or whatever it is and and we just work on a society that does that instead of going all the way down to a 3-month-old baby and deciding that a 3-month-old baby looking at someone of the same color it means that racism is starting at 3 months this obsession is insane to me, and I don't quite understand it. Maybe I'm just white-splaining right now. I don't know. Of course I don't understand it, because I don't want to understand it, because I'm part of the power structure, Charlie, obviously, so I don't want to understand it. Of course, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a conversation with your kids about racism. I mean, I think think parents should talk to their kids Mm -hmm. about what does exist in society and what's appropriate um, for them, and that you should mold your kids into a a place where racism is wrong. I, I see nothing wrong with that. But to suggest that somehow a, a a a kid, literally a kid, can just especially an don't infant, even don't even know a word yet, and, and literally an infant, yeah, they still poop themselves. By the way, <laughs> um, they don't even know where the bathroom yeah. is. Okay, are you gonna um, do the rest of the article? In fact, if you're, if, in fact, if you happen to shave your face, like if you're a male and you have a beard and you shave your face then that infant doesn't recognize you, which clearly they're... It's beardism. Um, it's, beard, it's, clearly, yeah. it's beardism. Yeah. It's what Some it is. people can't even grow beards. I know. You know? This is the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best I got right here. That's the best Charlie has right there. It is. That's because I bring my best every day. <laughs> anyway, silence about race reinforces racism by letting children draw their own conclusions <laughs> based on what they see. The program states, outlining a graphic titled, They're Not Too Young to Talk About Race. As highlighted by um, the Arizona Department of Education, uh, how white parents can talk to their kids about race. That's that's the title. The Department of Education recommends a reading that claims babies are not colorblind and that parents must instill anti-racist attitudes and actions beginning at birth in order for their, ch- for their children to not absorb bias from the world around them. So put your kids in a bubble, folks. <laughs> Uh, the Huffington Post writes, white parents can and should begin addressing issues of race and racism early, even before their children can speak. Studies have indicated that infants as young as three months old can recognize racial differences, avoiding the topic rather than actively countering it with anti-racist attitudes and actions simply opens the door for children to absorb bias from the world around them. Now, if I look at this study here, it says Babies look more at faces that match the race of their caregivers. Wouldn't that be for for all the races? I, I would they, think. Did, did they do this study with just white kids? I don't know. I don't know. I would you think that a black kid would look more at a familiar? Uh, I would black think. F- I would think anyone would. Exactly. And, and I have a I have a random question for you. Can, can you be can can a black person be racist towards a white person? Can you teach can can a can a black family teach their children to hate white people? Is that possible? 
Is that a is that an idea or a bias that children oh, sorry, could forgot. learn? Maurice is letting us know um, black people can't be <clears throat> oh, okay, racist. Yeah. Because right. here's a here's a weird random thing. Just using children as an example. Uh, my my mom taught at a school that was I don't know 60, 70 per, percent <clears throat> 60, 70 percent black. I would say. And when she would give her children bad grades for not turning in her homework, the second graders would call her racist because she would give them a bad grade for doing bad on their tests or for not turning in their homework. So is it possible that children of all races could learn to have biases towards other people? That a child as young as someone who is in the second grade could have picked up so many things at home about how all white people are racist and terrible that when they chose to not do something in school, they decided that it must be because their white teacher is racist for, for no reason at all. Is that possible? And then threaten to beat her with a cane <clears throat> and they threatened to beat her. Yes. With her own cane. Yeah. So it, it, it's disgusting. And to, and to think that this doesn't go both ways it is completely insane because it absolutely does go both ways. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there are a lot of people of color that are growing up right now learning to hate people because they are white. I guarantee you. And the fact that we're not going to address that and address this as a problem among all races and all people, that we should all just treat people based on our, the content of our character and not the color of their skin... The idea that we're not going to try to learn, like instill those values in our in our young people, because it's okay to hate to hate random white people just because of what people what other people that were the same color as them did in the past. It's still it's still racism in my opinion. It is. It's still racism, even though they changed the definition of racism. I know yeah. you got to be in a power structure, yeah. in order for someone to be able uh, to be racist. That that's what the uh, that's what it has to be. But it's this the, and, and this is what we've talked about for years now that uh, eventually it's just going to this is what keeps spiraling out of control. This is the snake eating the tail. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a never ending uh, victimhood that is just going to keep going and going and going until it just makes no sense. But that doesn't matter that it doesn't make any sense because we got to keep pushing the envelope. This is progressivism. We have to progress. <laughs> it's no longer that we need to uh, teach regular people to be anti-racist it's got to be the, the the infants and before long uh you'll have uh, uh you'll have uh, streaming music that's going to teach anti-racism to uh infants in the womb you, you yeah know, the mom will have to put something on her belly to make sure we send certain shockwaves to make sure before <laughs> that baby comes out <clears throat> then we'll be treating um eggs and sperm to make sure that they don't conjoin together we're going to separate out the racist eggs and racist sperm because it obviously comes from the deep. Well, you have to stop people with racist genes from procreating actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's you how know, you actually get rid of them. And you have to pass a test to make sure that you can procreate yeah. <laughs> first. <laughs> and we'll put those people in, uh, <clears throat> not camps. We won't call them camps. Mm -mm. Uh, we'll, overflow facilities. We'll put them in overflow facilities to make sure <laughs> that those, uh, you know, those sperm and egg can't, can't generate mm -hmm. uh, another racist, mm -hmm tyrannical three-month-old the actual that's the problem we have here folks the actual answer would be <clears throat> if you're a parent uh, actually the answer would just be to be a good person and don't be racist set good examples for your children if you do see your child treat someone differently because of the color of their skin then make sure that you 
<clears throat> make sure that you tell them that that is wrong and make sure that you lead by example as a parent. And that's really all you can do. The last entity in the world I want teaching right and wrong is is the government right the the largest perpetrator of racism and genocide in the history of the world <laughs> don't want them teaching right and wrong right when it comes to these things all right this needs to start at home and we need to realize that it can go both ways and that the actual answer is just be good people just be good jeff brings up a good point what about mixed race babies <laughs> super confused kids <laughs> just <laughs> looking around everywhere yeah they have no idea which direction to look no they're probably going to look at someone who most resembles their parents more more than likely that's what they're going to do because they're a kid and and they don't understand all right going along with uh how obviously race you know this whole voting the voting rights things i keep seeing these things about how republicans are doing everything they can to strip voting rights from minorities that that's that's the main goal i don't know if that's some of the goal from some of the people but I wanted to go over one thing that's going through Congress today, which is HR1. This comes from thehill.com. Later today, Congress will vote on HR1, the so-called For the People Act. By the way, it's called HR1. They restarted it back. This is priority number one right here. It's not HR 6795 or anything like that. This is HR1. Nancy Pelosi is touting the sweeping legislation as a win for transparency and election integrity. But that could not be further from the truth. Obviously, this is going to be a slanted article towards the right side of things from thehill.com. In fact, the worst kept secret in Washington right now is that HR1 isn't for the people at all. It's for the politicians. House Democrats are leveraging legitimate concerns about election integrity to rush this dangerous bill through Congress. It won't make our elections safer. Instead, it will give House Democrats an advantage in future elections by eliminating nearly every institutional guardrail that preserves the sanctity of the ballot box today. Uh, Pelosi is opening the floodgates for almost anyone to submit a ballot or even multiple ballots, regardless of eligibility. Is a new partisan low, even by Washington standards. This is which is really low, by the way. Now, let me take this. Uh, let me take this thing off of here, right there. Let me get that off there. The time when we need to restore faith in our elections. Now, this is an important point, right here. We had riots at the Capitol. We had massive demonstrations. A large part of the country does not trust the election process. And whatever the vote comes out, they think that there was some, some tomfoolery and some malarkey that happened. It's not actually what the vote total should have been. There's something got stolen from someone. Trump wins in 2016, and it was Russia's fault and voting machines' fault. No, the Democrats accepted <clears throat> it, Nate. They totally accepted it. They, there was no hashtag called <clears throat> yeah. not my president that Democracy. didn't exist. Yeah. They were they were like, okay, well, I guess that's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't try to impeach him or anything like that. No. They no. accepted the fact that it, Trump won. And fair never and, heard fair and square. Uh, Hillary Clinton never talked about how the election was stolen again after that. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was completely accepted. Yeah. Okay. So that it is important we need to have we've got to have a trust in the system or this whole thing is going to fall apart. Like if we can't trust the fact that the person who's in political power was actually duly elected by the people, then the whole thing is going to fall apart. And I think that's what's happening. It's happening right now. It's been happening for a while. People didn't trust that Trump actually won. They thought that it was sketchy. And now people don't trust that Biden actually won. And this whole thing is going to continue to fall apart. So let's say first, H.R. 1 will prevent election officials so these are the things that are in it. HR1 will prevent election officials from maintaining voter lists and make it harder for them to determine if voters are registered in multiple jurisdictions. 
This increases the likelihood that voter rolls are outdated and inaccurate or contain ineligible voters. Second, the bill will dramatically expand automatic voter registration, which had some issues in California. We already saw that. People who never even provide their consent could be added to voter rolls. H.R. 1 goes so far as designating colleges as automatic voter registration agencies mm. making and making it easier to harvest ballots. Okay, so you go to college and it's you're automatically registered to vote. They're going to become a voter registration agency with you signing up for the college. A lot of this isn't, I don't I think it's good to make it easier for people who live in the U.S. to register to vote. I think the system is pretty outdated. And I think there's some things we could do better. Um, HR1 would make same-day voter do registration. On yeah, that did the same thing yesterday. Who turned this alarm on? Let's just do a, like a Facebook poll. Yeah, we'll just do that. You sign up for a Facebook event invite. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you do your voting. You know. Third, HR1 would make same-day voter registration the national standard. Ballots would be cast and counted before officials even have time to verify a voter is eligible or the information provided by them is accurate. The majority of states do not have same-day voter registration. H.R. 1 would overrule them and mandate it anyway. The bill would also prohibit voter ID rules, require no excuse absentee and early voting to be available in all states, permit felons to vote in all states, and allow people to vote at the wrong polling place. All right, so so a couple of those I don't really care about. Yeah, so like if you've done your time, mm -hmm. you should be able to vote. If you if you served your prison time and you are out of prison now, I don't see any problem with you being able to vote. Either you served your time and you paid for the crime, or you should still be in prison. Like if you if you didn't do your time, uh, why are you out in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know why why are you? I don't understand that one. So what about the um. What about the voter ID part? Because I I tend to actually think that we should have to present an ID when you go vote. I I know that that is that's something that would be a trouble among libertarians more than likely. This might be right up there with the wall, you know, because a lot of libertarians don't think that you should have to have an ID in the first place. But I I don't right. I, I think that when it comes to voting. I do think that you should be able to show that you're you. But to me, we're talking about completely antiquated uh, process for voting because you, you would be able to issue unique IDs to people and still make it anonymous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I mean by that is not, uh, not a, like a, a driver's license ID. I'm meaning a unique ID in the fact of like a, a, a blockchain number. Yeah. For instance, a, a series of, code that would denote uh, a unique visitor a unique person and so it would still it would be anonymous you wouldn't have to know um that way you don't have to give up all your data i mean they they know that 90 percent of ford f-150 owners vote republican by the way so <laughs> That's insane where do you think ford runs their commercials predominantly red states i bet yeah predominantly red counties why oh 90 percent of Ford F-150 owners vote Republican. So, so they have all this data and, and a lot of people, you know, especially libertarians, they don't want to give up their private information. So I, we, to me, the solution is a, an actual 21st century solution where people would have a, a unique ID that, that could only work once. And, and that's it. You wouldn't be able to use, you wouldn't know or use anybody else's ID. And in fact, you wouldn't even know your own ID. It would be that unique and that complicated 
because and that's that's feasible through something like blockchain technology. And then it's it's you can't manipulate it. But what about the principle? Because we'll have to assume that blockchain hasn't been invented yet. Then then should people have been required to present some type of ID when they go vote? Let's just assume that it's I, 1980. Yeah, I think you should you know? have some sort. I think you should have to have some sort of valid um, number, I think. So like your, we're not going to associate your name or anything, but your voter number 285.68, whatever. Yeah. Your voter is, your voter ID is 28654TH0128, whatever. That's just like, that's your voter ID. So when that vote is cast, then that's, that vote's counted and can't be changed. I, that's what I, that's what I think should happen. And honestly, they should just, everyone should get that ID automatically generated when you turn 18. And that, that's another thing. So Th through all this conversation, we're talking about how we should require it, should require it. And that it's too hard apparently for, and there's this, there's this coddling thing. Like if you, if you set a certain day where everyone should vote, or if you leave absentee ballots only for people who physically can't make it to the polls, or if you have people get a $5 state ID, if you have any of those things, then minorities won't be able to vote. Like, that's the idea. And I just can't get behind this whole coddle. Man, I've seen the same thing when it comes to freaking math standards at schools. You can't require the same result. You can't You can't require because it's, it's racist if you ask people to come up with the right answer. Because minorities could never come up with the right answer on a math question. Right. Let's give up on it right now. You can't try to have minorities come up with the right answer on a math question. Come on, you racist. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Who's the racist here? Yeah. I tend to believe that people of all colors have the ability to, to look at a date four years into the future and know that they're going to need to go vote on that day and plan for four years as to whether or not they'll be able to go to a polling place and vote that day. Or at least every I two, think it's, I mean, it's two years. I, I, you know, we're, we only care about national elections. Yeah, right. uh, the other ones, the other ones don't matter. Okay, but we're talking about the presidential election that would be every four years, and I tend to think that that is something that even minorities could do. Okay, yeah. So this whole idea that like, oh, the pe poor people and people of color wouldn't be able to vote. I'm like, why? Why? There's a simple restriction. Get a get an ID. You need it. I'll make a Republican argument. You need an ID to do all these different things. Okay. Unless you're at a gun show, you need an ID to purchase all sorts of different things. Or a gun show doesn't even matter. They just load it in the trunk of your car. No questions asked, obviously. You don't have to pay for it. That's why you only have to pay for it. They yeah. just give it to you. Okay. And so I, I, I don't understand this. I don't know this coddling attitude that to me feels racist. And, and to pretend like pe there's no way people could have an ID. They just couldn't do it. A state ID in Tennessee is $5. All right. Now there's issues with birth certificates and things like that, that people have to go through. And what I was saying earlier is, so why don't we just work on making the system of getting an ID easier? Why don't we just do that? Other than deciding that if you want people to have an ID, you're a racist or you don't want people to vote, why don't we work on making it easier for people to get an ID? Wouldn't that actually be the sensible solution here? And if you're forced to have an ID, why, why do we have to pay for it? <laughs> That's, 
I I actually do. Why isn't it part of the government? Why do you, do you really need to pay the $5 for the state ID? There's no way the freaking state government could run unless they get that $5 from you for that ID. Mm-hmm. Their budget's so thin. Some states. They're so strapped <laughs> for cash that they just could not handle giving you ID once every freaking 10 years. Yeah. There's no way that they could do it. I heard Illinois needs to start charging like five grand for their state yeah. IDs. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like something that should be included in your taxes, in my opinion, if we're going to steal money yeah. and allocate it for things. An ID so you can vote on the on the thieves and which ones, which thief you want to pick. I don't pick. think it costs any money out of your pocket for a social security card, does it? I don't know, man. Kind of never... get that assigned at birth and then that's that's it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's included in your bill. I don't know. I I don't I don't think it is. It's little things like this that make me go down the rabbit hole of well, is it actually that Democrats want people who could not get an ID because they're not actually citizens of the country or whatever it is? Like, is that really the plan here? Do they want to get as many people who could not otherwise obtain an ID yeah. to vote? For, well, I for think, their policies. I think you have to talk about this. I, I do see some people in the live group there say, wait, you guys still vote, voting, whatever. And I get that sentiment. I get it that it's like, okay, well, what's the point in voting? Because all of that, and you know, a lot of anarchists are, are a part of that movement where it's like, well, I'm not even going to vote because it doesn't matter. And I don't want to be a part of a system that, that does this. But it, it's important to talk about these things because this is the system that we do have. And I, I believe that the government can make it worse. I believe that something like HR one makes the process worse, not better. It's not, it's not like they're saying, Oh, we're just HR one gets rid of the government. <laughs> it's HR one uh, opens up things that for them to be able to make life worse for Liberty loving people. So I think it's, it's important to talk about this is the way the system is currently. What are ways that we can actually make it better? And to me, you know, we have a government, I think it's going to be a really long time until that government is no longer uh, there. <laughs> it depends on how quickly it, it, it all falls apart. Right. <laughs> um, and, and the second thing is, is that um, you, within that system of government, you have to choose uh, by the, by virtue of the way it's set up, you have to choose who your representatives are going to be. And so the, you need a process for that. And so why don't we make the process as best as possible? And in the 21st century, uh, we could easily, very easily make that process. And but that's not the goal. The goal is just for you to not have to have an ID at all. Right. Which to me, to me, the goal really is for them insane. to be able to, it, you know, I'm not, I'm going to speculate here and say what this sounds like they're doing is they're making it easier to manipulate what that's, the voting is. That's essentially what this is. And, and if you're someone, all they harp on is democracy and voting and trusting in the system and trusting in democracy and protecting it. Why wouldn't you want to make sure that the people who were voting were actually in those precincts or actually in those jurisdictions or those states? Like, why wouldn't you want that? If you're someone who's a champion of democracy and cares about that system, why wouldn't you want to ensure that the people voting in the system were actually involved in that, were actually part of that system and weren't just random people who didn't exist or people from other countries not to use a Republican thing, but I, I happen to think that I wouldn't want a lot of people from Denmark to get on a ship and come over here in November and cast their votes for the U.S. election and then go back to Denmark. I don't want them to do that. Okay? Yeah. So I want to make sure that people who vote are actually, yes, citizens of the country. Now, I think that the citizenship for the country should be way easier. They got some hair in the game. Yeah. I, I, that's 
I happen to think that if you're going to vote to take away my money, that we should make sure that the voting is actually done accurately. And I don't think that every time we come up with some kind of a rule on voting, it means that we're trying to disenfranchise people because I don't, I don't look at people as that helpless. I don't look, as pe- look at people as people who are just unable to do anything. I, I don't look at people that way. This is another incentive to at least put yourself in a position to get a freaking ID. Just do that. Just a little incentive. All we do is incentivize people to never put themselves in a good position ever their entire lives. That's all the government does. It's never their fault. It's someone else's. It's like Biden saying that the minorities can't connect to the internet. (laughs) Yeah. In his town hall. Yeah. 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 They don't know how. It's, 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 you know, to me, that's the most racist thing that we can do is, is think that uh, minorities in essence are incapable and they're not, They're, they're more than capable. Uh, they're just as capable, poor, if not more and, capable. Poor kids are just as smart. They're just as talented as white kids. Exactly. <laughs> you know, in the words of the president himself. Yeah. It's <laughs> so I do agree with that sentiment. I think, you know, there's a deeper, obvious, there's an obvious deeper discussion that we can get into uh, because obviously without taxation, would you really care who's voting Nate? If somebody's not stealing your money. No, then, if, if the government you actually don't care if somebody from Denmark comes over. The only thing I would care bumps. about is that at first it would take it way down where I wouldn't care about it. But since the government could still put in representatives and vote to go to war and things like that, I guess I would still care about that yeah. because that that would be pretty important. But if they weren't like imagine, taking. <laughs> imagine, you know, we want to go to war with Iran. Yeah. So everybody that wants to go to war with Iran, Israel and all these people, they just come over here for November <laughs> Vote in the president who's going to bomb Iran, and and then they go back to their homes. They're like, "Oh, look, great! Is this not a good president?" That right there in my Denmark argument is that not the best argument for citizenship, also? And the, and then is that not one of the best yeah, ones? Yeah, because in reality, we live in a world where there's where there's bad actors. And look, nothing in, nothing in life is perfect. And we're not going to have a a no government libertarian utopia. It just doesn't exist. Because sure, maybe create the island where that libertarian dream comes true, and then. What do you do when um, China, the United States, Russia, and everybody else wants to nuke your island? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you how do you defend yourself? Uh, you know, and unfortunately, we just live in a we live in a broken world where the ultimate ideology could never reign supreme because you're going to have bad actors. And uh, so, unfortunately, even on an island, you're going to have people like John Locke try to take it over. The others, the Dharma Initiative. Exactly. They're all going to, all kinds of different people are going to try to take over that island. Yeah. And you can't even live freely. You know, Sawyer's going to hide all the medications and the guns and stuff like that. I mean, you're, you're just going to have to set up some type of government. That's know? right. See, to me, Lost just happened because I just watched yeah, it. Exactly. It's not a 10 year old TV reference no, at all. It just 15. literally. It's not a 15 year old TV reference <laughs> at all. Okay. Oh, anyway. In case you didn't realize you were uh, racist, especially your kids, here are six Dr. Seuss books that won't be published anymore because they portray people in hurtful and wrong ways. This coming from CNN. By the way, I believe Dr. Seuss is still the number one selling children's author. 650 million copies. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Even though he's not alive anymore. That's why we have so much racism. Exactly. From CNN. Six Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published because they portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. The business that preserves the author's legacy said the titles are, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry street. If I ran a zoo or if I ran the zoo, uh, McElligot's pool on beyond zebra scrambled eggs, super the cat's quizzer. 
Ceasing sales of these books books is the only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families, it said. The announcement was made Tuesday, the birthday of the famed children's book author. Seuss, born Theodore Seuss, uh, is it Giesel? Geisel? Geisel is one of the best known authors in the world, the man behind beloved classics like The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, among others. Over 650 million copies of his books have been sold worldwide. worldwide. The, Washington, the Washington Post reported that's as of 2015. Yeah. So who knows what it is now? About to reach a billion in book sales. <laughs> but Dr. Seuss had a long history of publishing racist and anti-Semitic work spanning back to the 1920s when he was a student at Dartmouth College. There, Dr. Seuss once drew black boxers as gorillas and perpetrated Jewish stereotypes by portraying Jewish characters as financially stingy. Stingy. Stingy, sorry, according to the study published in the journal Research on Diversity in Youth Literature. If that's the case, we have to cancel the entire, we can't publish any of his books. And that's, that's the part I don't understand, actually. Well, they want to keep making money. Now. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> so they're going to cancel six of them. But the other ones they can keep like, selling. When you have the, the, I guarantee these are the six least selling. Because I, I'll tell you what, I haven't heard of any of these. Scrambled egg super, I've heard of. The rest of them, uh, the cat's quizzer. If I ran the zoo, I don't think I've heard of any of. Those I haven't heard Doctor Seuss books. About. Honestly, you haven't read the Doctor Seuss catalog other than uh, Green Eggs and Ham. As long as they don't get rid of the Cat in the Hat and Green Eggs and Ham, I think they'll be yeah. just fine. Yeah. But, uh, but these are probably the least selling books of the catalog. So, so they're coming out and saying, look what we're doing. It's, so, a, pre, it's a preemptive. It's a preemptive woke strategy. Because look at this. Not, why are they not canceling these books? Um, the study that published in 2019 examined 50 books by Dr. Seuss and found 43 out of the 45 characters of color have characteristics aligning with the definition of uh, Orientalism. Or the stereotypical offensive portrayal of Asia. The two African characters, the study says, both have anti-black characteristics. So two specific examples, according to the study, are found in the books. The Cat's Quizzer, Are You Smarter Than the Cat in the Hat? And If I Ran the Zoo. In the Cat's Quizzer, the Japanese character is referred to as a Japanese, <laughs> has a bright yellow face, and is standing on what appears to be Mount Fuji, the authors wrote. Hold the line! <laughs> A Japanese. You're telling me. Japanese character that's referred to as a Japanese. Oh. I, I, no. Easy peasy Japanese. Some, some, some of this stuff, you know, I could see how you can say it, it was it was racist if they are doing a lot of these stereotypes. And the one that you read later on in this article as well, I can definitely see some of it. But what you said, how are we just going to allow all the other books to be sold? And the actual answer is because they want to make money off of all the other books. Don't forget at the same time, FDR was putting Asians in prison camps. Dang it, you beat me to it. Yeah. I've been prepared to say that <laughs> this whole time. So now granted, despite, <laughs> despite the fact that he was putting uh, in overflow facilities, probably. Yeah. FD, despite overflow. the fact that no. uh, the FDR was putting uh, people of Asian descent in overflow facilities in, in America... And the fact that Dr. Seuss ever wrote about this in the exact same time period, you know, FDR was still a great president. He was still the center largest photo in the Oval Office also yeah, yeah, right now. Despite that. So this is just, I, I can't even anymore. My evening, my, my can't evening has reached a peak. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all should go short on it, by the way, because I'm, 
Peak can't even. Can't, peak can't evening. Yeah. I can't even even right now. <laughs> I'm not even evening. But yeah, there, uh, there are the two things. One, I don't see how this doesn't fit the bill of canceling the entire author. I'm not saying we should do that, but normally. As, a, as an agent you yourself, cancel. how do you feel? Uh, I'm deeply upset that I won't be able to read this book and laugh at my people. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I know that this stuff was more common, obviously going back into the twenties and thirties and forties when a lot of this stuff was written. I, I think we all know that it's uh, some of this stuff can be very, can actually be pretty offensive and would not be right to talk about, you know, people's slanted eyes or being a, being whatever, or saying anti-Semitic things, whatever. Um, I do still think that people should have a little bit thicker skin when it comes to this and also examine the time period that it came from and just and just realize that. And that also at this time, I'm not excusing it or, or whatever, but, you know, we were in a war with Japanese people who had just been allowed to bomb one of our bases. <laughs> well, but not only that, think about it. Yeah. If you look, if you study the World War II at all. Uh, first of all, Japan was trying, and Japan and Germany were trying to take over the world. They mm -hmm. were trying to expand their empire, um, and then the, I mean, the, if you were in that war, uh, the these these two countries hated each other. Yeah, I mean, pure, it was an actual war. It was an actual war <laughs> with pure hatred, um, and so that uh, doesn't excuse it. I'm not saying it excuses it, but you have to look at these things in context. Like what happened to looking at history through context. And realize, okay, this is what happened. We shouldn't do that anymore. Uh, libertarians, of course, we're anti-war. Yeah. We don't want to do that anyway. Plus, by the time you're reading Dr. Seuss, your kid's already racist anyway. That's three already, months. It's yeah. too late. They started at three months. Mm -hmm. It's too late. All right. Might so, as well let them reinforce their biases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, someone, uh, Sam said something really good in here. How is it? What Sam said is, how is anyone today offended when they grew up with South Park? And that's a very good question. Like, we're in a generation, and even the generations younger than us, and a little, we grew up with things like South Park on TV all the time. Family Guy on TV. Massive shows. South Park's in, like, season 197 right now. <laughs> okay? How is it that these shows, and they're, they're still on. South Park had a pandemic special. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. It was still allowed. But then we can't do we can't do Dr. Seuss. We can't do that. And I don't know how a whole generation who grew up supporting South Park and realizing that it was making fun of all of these things, that it wasn't actually racist, but it was making I mean, good lord, man, in South Park, the 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 black kid is named Token. Okay? <laughs> One time they bring a bass to him and he automatically knows how to like slap the bass when they're starting their yeah. band. The show's still on the air. Yeah. Okay. And the same generation that grew up with this is offended by Dr. Seuss. That's because, uh, is it Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Yeah. They don't, they don't give an F. No, they don't care at all. They, they don't. Those, everyone knows that they could never cancel Trey yeah. Parker and Matt Stone. It's not possible. Right. <laughs> I think, you know, in 2021, it should be pretty self-evident that racism is wrong and it we should also have the conversation that it does still exist and that and we should point it out uh when it does exist and say this is wrong but also i mean when does this end it, uh, when we get rid of 
everyone. <laughs> um, have you ever I, have you ever read anything from George Orwell? Oh yes. Yeah. That history has to be completely erased. The only good things are things that start from right now. We'll have to start erasing things from a couple of years ago here pretty soon. That's right. The only good things are things that 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 we decide, that the party decides, and that the woke decide are okay. And those are only going to be things that they start creating right now. Nothing that came before this is okay because all of it came up during the time of white supremacy. It all came up during mm. that time. And so it's all part of the structure and the system of the evil capitalism and white supremacy and all these things. So it's all eventually has to be erased. The past has to be completely erased. And all we're going to have is the future. And we're going to have the people who control the future. And and that's all you're left with. I don't know how the guy was so freaking smart, but he, he prophesized this. Well, honestly, he saw it happen in other countries because this is something that's just happen repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the in, in Mao's China, you had to get rid of the old, the old people, the traditional, the old people, anyone who had the old think, the old way of thinking, capitalist mindset, property rights mindset, they had to be erased. Why do you think that these, why do you think that these societies always have child armies? They've always got young armies like this. You have to erase all of the old and only have the new. And so it eventually gets to that. I'm not saying that that's what we're about to do, that we're about to, that we're all about to die. Not what I'm saying. But as far as the past being erased, I think we're obviously seeing that happen. All right, guys, we're going to end the show right there because we're at an hour right now and we got to get a little bit of work done. As usual, I'm going to tell you to go to the Liberty Trading Academy, which is at mastermystonks.com. Mastermystonks.com. Actually, we have one more ad to read. We yes. Read, we didn't read the other one. We'll do it tomorrow. It's not specifically on today. Okay, perfect. uh, Mastermysongs.com. We have the Liberty Trading Academy. There's almost 300 videos on the website that take you from, you don't even know a word yet, all the way up to trading the strategies that we trade every day. The market's been pretty choppy lately. It's been pretty choppy. But while it's choppy, you can start a small account and you can start learning all the skills, all the strategies necessary to take advantage of the next big bull run in the market, which we might still be on just because it's had a couple down days. Doesn't mean it's done or anything like that. I think we'll hit 40, I think we'll hit 4,100 or 4,200 before we have a massive downfall in the S&P. Uh, but that's just, that's my two, cent, my two cents on the matter. Um, but anyway, if you want to know- Is that two cents invested? It's it's only two cents out of every dollar, and that is that is what I think on the matter. Okay, okay. it's not three cents out of every dollar, but, you, but but you guys you know the thing. So you're just an ultra millionaire. You're not a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, not a billion, okay. just ultra millionaire. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you guys want to take control of your actual financial future and not worry so much about what the government's doing or what the society's doing or all the wokeism, and just do your own thing at home from your laptop or your desktop or your phone. Then go to mastermysongs.com, use the promo code SAVE20 to get 20% off your first two months. Mastermysongs.com, use that classic. Just a classic. Y'all sign up for Patreon, get part of the, get uh, join the, the Patreon group that'll get you access to the Discord server. It is a fun place to hang out. We even got my mom on there today. Uh, she has been signed up as a Patreon member. Thanks, mom. Uh, she supports everything that we do. It's really nice. It's, it's really, um, it's nice to have support from your parents. <laughs> Um, and so she was able Just to rub it in my face, Charlie. She was able to, <laughs> she was able to get connected and watch us live again. Uh, she, she missed out on that over the last couple of weeks. Cause she was, you know, she was stuck in Facebook land and, uh, you know, you know how I those honestly, baby boomers are. I'm pretty done with Facebook when, yeah. 
I get made fun of as for as as being uh, geriatric because <laughs> you have a Facebook. Because I have a Facebook. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty done with Facebook. What actually did me in on it was I don't know if you guys saw the advertisement that Facebook's been running for a while now. I think they started at the Super Bowl, uh, but about how we need internet regulation that we haven't had any Ugh. new internet regulation since 1996, and they're running this just. And I'm and I was just like, man, when you have the biggest company in a space calling for the government to regulate all of their competitors, I'm done with this, man. Like we have a Facebook so we can post stuff out to uh, all the old people that follow us on Facebook. And that's it. I don't do anything else on there. The groups on Facebook, I haven't looked at them in forever. The trading class was on Facebook. Also, we switched over to Discord. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm just done. Other than the places where I'm not done. Yeah, exactly. Just on the GML Facebook page that you <laughs> so, guys should go to and follow. Yeah. So if you want to join the live group though, and uh, watch us live, also comment back and forth and then be able to vote for dumb people, the dumb bleep of the week, every single Friday, then go to patreoncom slash good morning, Liberty sign up for the whole year, save yourself 15%. It only costs you five bucks a month. It's basically a drop in the old bucket. Uh, so go sign up patreoncom slash good morning, Liberty share the show with a friend, share it with your favorite enemies, share it with your racist three months old, uh, three month old olds, old three, three months olds. How many, however many you have, however many you they're have, all racist. they're all three month. They're all three months old and they're all racist. <laughs> so make sure you share it with all the racist kids because they need to hear the truth folks, uh, that, that they are stuck in their racism. There's nothing they can do about it. And hopefully one day they can take care of their white fragility. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> If you do that, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. We'll be back again. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Clap for that, you stupid bastards.